Hey, welcome to the Crafty Hands Club podcast, and this is episode four. I am Carice Jefferson. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the backstory of Crafty Hands Club, well, a little bit, and how lessons from jewelry making can help you in everyday life. So, growing up, I was a creative child, and being a creative child in the traditional school setting at the time just wasn't welcome, you know. Um, Schools have a template where there's one way to learn, and if you don't fit into that particular mode, then you are definitely considered an outcast. So imagine being a first grader, feeling left out, feeling isolated because you're not like your peers. And so during that time, my first grade teacher, she believed in me and she saw all this potential and she will always share with my mom, hey, listen, it's there. We just have to work together to channel the academic side as well as embrace that creativity that's in her. And before I reached first grade, I was diagnosed as a special needs child by the doctor because I couldn't talk in full and complete sentences until I was four years old. And so my mom uh, refused to believe in that. And it led to me being in a regular classroom. So... At that point in time, Girl Scouts were starting in the community and they were, you know, starting a new troop and right away my mom signed me up. Now, I'm six years old. I didn't know anything about a Girl Scout, never heard of it. And so I'm asking her, I'm like, what is Girl Scouts? And she's like, oh, it's a club of girls your age and you all meet up on Saturdays and you will like it so in other words you are going and don't ask me anything about it because I really don't know either but all I know is you're going to go so as I got into Girl Scout I loved it you know I look forward to being there on Saturdays and um, meeting the other people that were my fellow Girl Scouts. I started as a brownie and I left as a junior. So I was there for a a little while, actually. And so here's how arts and crafts helped me. So as a result of doing those projects in order to get most of the badges in Girl Scouts, my attention span grew a lot. I got better grades in school, my social skills improved, and also my confidence. And I also learned at a young age that it's okay to be unique. It's okay to not be like all the rest of the classmates. You'll find just the way you are. And what was so beautiful about doing those DIY projects, doing those three hours, and not to say that, you know, from start to finish was all DIY projects because that was not the case. Girl Scouts had a format. But during that time, it was my haven because it was judgment free. And so arts and crafts, again, 
it helped me. And growing up, I had the privilege to have arts and crafts in the public school that I went to as well. Now, it was an after-school program, and some of the arts and crafts were also fitted into um, a class curriculum, but it was very few of those times. However, in private schools, I never attended private schools, but I knew people that attended private schools, and arts and crafts were part of their curriculum, you know, they engaged in it on a daily basis. They got a chance to learn a variety of those things. And unlike private schools where the arts and crafts kept going, on the public school sector, the arts and crafts programs were uh, cut from school budgets. So what lessons from jewelry making that you can apply to everyday life? Well, first of all, jewelry making will increase your focus. And when I say focus, I don't mean by looking at something. I'm talking about in terms of connecting the dots, so to say. You know, you 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 assess things, you look at things, and by having a focus, you're able to make better decisions. You're able to be more aware, more alert of what's going on around you. Secondly, attention to detail, because in jewelry making, it requires a great deal of attention to detail in terms of the size of the beads, uh, the stringing material, uh, what type of wire, what type of class, and all of those things. So you know, if you miss a detail by a little bit, it will throw off the project completely. And so when you are, wherever you are, workplace or in a personal setting, that will help you pay attention to those details, whether it's when you're listening to what someone else is saying or you're reading something or you're interacting, whatever. The third thing is you gain patience over time because when you're doing jewelry making projects, sometimes you're not going to get it on the first attempt. <laughs> sometimes it may take a second, third, or fourth time before you get it. Um, I'll use myself, for example, cramping. It took me a while to really learn how to properly crimp. And crimping is a technique to finish your jewelry. And it gives your jewelry a professional finish, you know. And so it took me months to learn that, you know, just every time I do, I was like, oh, I mess up or I go through supplies, have to get some more, you know, crimp beads or crimp covers and get the proper uh, crimper tools. But over time, I got better and better. But in order to do that, I had to be patient. I had to trust the process. So uh, speaking of trust the process and jewelry making, you're trusting that these instructions or these steps are going to take you from start to finish. Also, you'll start asking the right questions. So 
asking questions is one thing, but asking the right questions will determine the quality of answer that you would get. So with jewelry making and you go and you shop for supplies, you need to be specific in terms of what type of wire, what size your beads, uh, what type of tool, what type of um, machine, what type of equipment is it for a particular medium. So you will learn to ask specific questions instead of just saying, hey, I'm looking for something for jewelry making. Also, you will learn how to allocate resources. You know, sometimes you may not have access to a large quantity of supplies when it comes to jewelry making, but in everyday life, you learn to adapt to what you have and you make the most of what you have because again, there's not always an abundance of things that are available to you and whatever is available to you, you have to figure out how can you make the most out of what you have? How can you make it work for you? I think a lot of times we focus on we don't have enough or what we don't have but we don't focus on what we do have. If you focus on what you do have and figure out how to make that work, things will be much easier for you. And also, you will be open to challenges because when you're starting out making jewelry, you're going to do basic projects. And then as you grow, just like you would with anything else, you're going to want to take on things that come with a little bit more steps or take a little bit more time or something different altogether. So it's going to open you up to those challenges. And in your everyday life, you want to always be open to challenges because if you're doing the same thing day in, day out, and it's at the same level, not only is it boring, but you're not growing. And... You know what they say about being the smartest person in the room. If you're the smartest person in the room, it's time to go to another building. So those are the six lessons from jewelry making that you can apply to everyday life. And if you want to post a comment in the forum about today's episode, you could go ahead and do so. Otherwise, thank you for listening to the Crafty Hands Club podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode.